Are you sick and tired of seeing your insurance premiums and healthcare expenses go up? Today, we're going to find ways you can save while still getting the coverage you need. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building up your marriage and wealth together. I'm Elle Martinez. Support for this podcast comes from Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money Masterclass. This course is designed to help you two get on the same page with money, dump your debt faster, and get you on the path to financial freedom. Sign up for the class today and get lifetime access. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash jumpstart. I remember when we first got married, our three biggest expenses were rent, food, and the car payment. We paid off the Jetta, and now we avoid loans with cars. And we've worked really hard, and we're grateful we got a good deal on our mortgage on this current house. And food, well, it's food. Gotta eat to live. But we are smarter about where we spend our money with food and groceries. But there's one expense that has shot up since we got married. And I'm almost sure you have seen it explode as well. Health insurance. You might remember on a different episode of this podcast, I mentioned that this year we just finally had to switch our health insurance plan. It had gotten really expensive and we decided that the high deductible plan was going to be the best way for us. But we still want to make sure that we're protected. And I'm sure you feel the same way. You want to get the best deal you can on health insurance while still maintaining the coverage you need. So today, Michael Dinich is here to offer his expertise. He's a financial advisor who helps hardworking people like you get the retirement they deserve. And a part of that planning is making sure they're getting good deals with health insurance. In today's episode, we get into getting the coverage you need at a more affordable price, how to decide if those high deductible plans are really a good deal, and ways for you to save money and negotiate your healthcare expenses. Michael has worked in the financial and insurance industries for nearly 20 years and has plenty of experience helping others get their expenses reduced. What struck me is that he's actually a second generation financial planning professional. I actually came into the business, I was recruited by my parents and back in the early 80s, they had a, um, a financial planning practice and they specialized primarily in helping small business owners uh, set up health insurance plans. Mm-hmm. So that's always been a you know core area that our family and our firms worked in. We actually got away from that uh, a little bit over the years and started uh, you know handling more financial planning and of the business. And then when they came out with the Affordable Care Act, it created a lot of opportunities and confusions out there and a lot of questions. And so we kind of circled back uh, to helping people with health insurance. That's fantastic. I know this was something that was on our minds, you know, open enrollment, everyone's looking at their options. And we found out this year that costs were going to go up yet again. And we had the basic plan because Pretty much we, and we're very grateful for this, use it mainly for preventative care, the wellness visits. We have two little kids, but the cost was going to go up. It was going to be higher than our actual mortgage payment. And 
that just it didn't make sense to us. So we switched over to the high deductible plan. But like, what are some ways that couples can save on healthcare costs without, of course, sacrificing um, coverage and quality of service? Uh, sure. Well, the most important thing is is having um, is for people having a budget mm-hmm. and having a sense of what their health insurance expenses are each year. And that can be hard, especially for young families, because a lot of them aren't routinely using a lot of uh, medical expenses. So, you know, the first step is really to kind of start with a budget, get a sense of what your expenses are expected to be. And really people want to focus on how much they could feel comfortable with if they had to pay out of pocket what they feel comfortable paying for. So you mentioned these high deductible plans are becoming quite common. Everything's moving towards that way because it saves insurance companies money and it saves employers money, but it's putting a lot of responsibility on the participant to actually be, you know, good consumers of healthcare. And it's kind of scary, to be honest. I know on one hand, we're saving hundreds a month on the premium, but like you said, now the burden is on us because up until we get to that deductible, if it's like a sick visit or anything, that's all on us. So I was wondering how how should couples approach this? You know, when the employer gives them that packet for whatever healthcare plan they have, what are some questions couples should be asking or conversations they should have between themselves and then also with their employers? Well, they should understand what their, what their total annual out-of-pocket expenses are. Even though the high deductible plans are quite common, mm-hmm. uh, research is actually showing us that most people are ended up ch- are choosing the low deductible plans. In fact, 80%, 80% of employees are choosing uh, low deductible plans. And, and, and there's actually a research study done, and it, it said that on average, the people that were choosing those low deductible plans end up overpaying annually over 40% or more actually having a low deductible plan. So I think that there's this fear that people have that if they go to a high deductible plan, Mm -hmm. that they're actually going to have an increased cost, even if they have to pay the deductible and pay the annual insurance, the insurance premium. So what people really want to do is they want to calculate out and see, you know, what would the insurance costs be, you know, with the high deductible, and then add in, you know, what would happen worst case scenario if we had to pay this full deductible and then calculate that and compare it to actually going with a low deductible alternative with the employer. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Running the numbers. I know for some couples, they're just starting with their finances, getting out of debt and they're trying to do everything. So it makes sense. You know, what are you comfortable with paying? But you mentioned the high deductible plans. They are becoming popular. Comes with it usually is a health savings account. And it's different than the flex spending account, which we had been using for years. Do you mind kind of like taking me through this? What are the the pros and cons and the differences with a health savings account? Sure. That's a great question. So flexible spending is a flexible spending account mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of think of that as use it or lose it, where the employer will deposit money into the plan or the employee can contribute money into the plan. And then they have to spend that money by the end of the year. If they don't utilize that to, uh, for health insurance, you know, healthcare, they end up losing that money. A health savings account kind of combines the best features of a flexible spending account with the features of a retirement account. 
Because the nice thing is if you don't utilize the money that was put into that plan for the year for insurance or healthcare expenses, it can grow and be used for retirement and it can be a, a source of savings uh, to build up you know, some wealth. So a high deductible plan coupled with a health savings account can be a great opportunity. However, uh, you know, people have to, to really utilize the plan and make the, take the best advantage of it. People have to be good consumers of healthcare. So they really want to, you know, consider things like negotiating with healthcare providers to get lower expenses and, and lower costs. It's interesting. You were saying um, being good consumers, because I think a lot of people, um, and until us recently, we also felt the same way. Like, that's not possible. Like whatever price or whatever bill you get, that's the bill you get. So how does negotiating work? Do you call up the doctor's office or do you talk beforehand when they order tests? How does that work out? Do you have any tips? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're so used to negotiating, you know, the cable bills and the cell phone bills and different things that sometimes we don't think that we can actually negotiate uh, healthcare expenses. So whenever, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, purchase healthcare, you know, one of the things that people want to ask is, you know, uh, first, you know, are these, are, you know, if there's tests that need to be done, are these tests necessary, right? Is yeah. there an, is there an alternative to a test? If anybody ever has a test done, they should ask for a copy, a copy of the test results and keep that with them themselves. That way in the future, if they ever have to go back to a physician if they've had a test already done relatively recently, such as a few months ago, they can take the test results with them and most likely the healthcare providers won't need to redo those tests and the results will be, you know, instantaneously because the uh, results will be there and uh, people won't need to come back in for a follow-up appointment, increasing the costs. So there's a lot of things like that that people can do to, to actually reduce their uh, healthcare costs each year. You know, I'm glad you said that because that reminded me. We had uh, went down to help my mom out with some doctor's visits, and that was actually one of the issues. She had some tests done that was ordered months ago, and this was supposed to be a team of doctors that, you know, they knew each other, and the results still weren't in. So basically that visit was almost for nothing. But you still, of course, you have to pay for every visit. And that adds up, especially if you're dealing with specialists and their um, doctor visits. They do. So if someone, and that's a great point, and if mm -hmm. someone was, you know, looking at maximizing their health savings account, you know, maybe they're using that money because ideally they want it to be there for retirement. They want to use it as a way of building up wealth. Uh, and so they don't want to have to tap that money. You know, there's a, a lot of proactive things they can actually do. Uh, to re reduce in uh, healthcare costs. Okay. So, for example, a lot of clinics will actually offer free screening days. Mm. So it's a great opportunity to go in. You know, maybe once a year when there's a free screening offered by a, a clinic or a local pharmacy, go in and have some. You know, get some te basic tests done, and then keep those in your own personal records. Then, if you ever need to go to a healthcare provider, you know, you're cutting down on the amount of diagnostic work that needs to be done. Are there any other tips? for helping um, couples as they work together to be smarter consumers, any sites, tools that you like? The information out there is quite limited, unfortunately. Part of that's because, uh, you know, the health insurance and the insurance industry is regulated by the states. So yeah. every 50 states have different rules and regulations. 
And then you even have uh, most the insurance policies and uh, insurance uh, healthcare providers can vary by county. So wow. what works in one county in one state might not necessarily work in another county in another state. So the best thing is for people that are working with a current health care provider, mm-hmm. be proactive, reach out to those providers and ask them questions. You know, ask them, you know, what's this going to cost? Is there anything that we can do to minimize these costs? Is there a generic, you know, if their drugs are prescribed, is there a generic drug that might be an alternative and be proactive? Special thanks to Michael for being a part of today's episode. If you want to find out more to see if he can help you with your specific needs, please visit yourmoneygeek.com. You can set up a consultation time and the two of you can sit down and look at your situation. As always, I'll have all the info, details, and resources in the show notes along with links. And if the two of you want to stay on top of the podcast, videos, articles, make sure you're subscribed to Couple Money. I send out weekly updates on everything we release, as well as some behind-the-scene and exclusive stuff. Plus, it's free. Just go to couplemoney.com join. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere and Music for Makers. Finally, and most importantly, thank you for supporting this show. Your reviews and shares mean so much to me, and it's helping getting the word out, not just with marriage and money, but helping couples to work together on their dreams and goals, and then have their finances aligned with those priorities and values. So I really appreciate your support. I hope you have a great week. Take care.